episode two, radio cast, Dave and Dave. This is actually kind of a fun experience because we're doing the, the podcast live right here at the sports mall mm-hmm. in Salt Lake City where yeah. the uh, the guys have all congregated right around our podcast right. booth. Well, and there's only about 5,000 square feet here, so where else to be than one foot from the radio cast? Well, it's been an experience here in Salt Lake City. I, I, a I don't good know one. exactly what I would be doing other than this, but yeah. it would probably be hanging out with these guys as well. It sounds mm-hmm. like they're having a good time. Yeah. Now, as I look around, all of these guys, well, pretty much losers in the tournament, <laughs> and also losers uh, in the sense that they're all just kind of hanging out near our, our booth. But yeah. the experience in Salt Lake City has yeah. led to a lot of different scenarios, and I don't know if you have a lot of these in your head, but Paul Brady does win Salt mm-hmm. Lake City, so that certainly solidifies him yeah. with what percent of a chance to win the Players' Championship uh, when it comes to the bonus money. Well, he's locked that up as long as he plays one point in Portland. Now, this is similar to the FedEx Cup playoffs in the first year they held it where Vijay Singh won an event en route to the finals, and all he had to do was tee off on Thursday morning to collect the $10 million or whatever the cash prize was. So Paul Brady will let the cat out of the bag. He has clinched the title for the season. As you know, we count five of the best seven events. He's got four wins and one-third. No one can match that no matter what happens in Salt Lake City. So he's going to come there. He says, Dave, in the post-match interview, he's going to go to Portland feel like he can relax a little bit, maybe just win a couple of matches. I know that when he gets there, he's not going to be interested in just winning a couple of matches. He's going to want to win the tournament. He'll be the huge favorite. Okay, so course. it's not the race for eighth then. It's the race for second place, right? At this because point, yes. How does that bear out? Is is it Mondo or Sean Lenning who's, who's really going to solidify that second place nod, you think? Well, and- we're going to have to crunch the numbers, but I suspect that Sean will have at least a two-point lead going into Portland over Mondo Ortiz, perhaps four or five points. Now, we know that Sean has finished third or better in every stop that counts. Now, he throws out his .5 from New York where he finished 13th. That doesn't count because you only count five of your best seven. Right. So he's already got a win. He's got a couple of seconds. He's got a third. Right there, it's going to be very difficult to beat that because Mondo Ortiz has lost in the quarterfinals a couple of times. He has one win, but it seems like just... And his one loss was against Sean there. Yeah, and just thinking about how the points would work out. It seems like Sean's going to have at least a two-point lead, maybe four, which means Mondo Ortiz will have to advance at least one round beyond Sean. Now, you're talking about the race for fourth or fifth yeah. between Moreno and Killian Carroll. That will also be very close, and I suspect that whoever finishes higher by a round will get that fourth-place finish. Emmett Pichot looks like he's locked in at number six. Now, we've got four players vying for that seven and eight spot if you look at it from this angle too we have some cool uh qualifiers that are coming in that could just yeah. really disrupt a lot of this and that's right. what i like about uh-huh. having qualifiers in the finale we have uh you know like let's say a vic perez comes in and decides that he wants to play in the qualifier and he is okay he, so then yeah then you have to go tilt your head sideways and say well yeah now what happens if he faces a now as an elite eight player i really liked no qualifiers free points and nothing to worry about. Yeah. Now, now I've got to worry about these great qualifiers coming in, Dave, and and really disrupting my end of season party. Report. I don't even mind that I've been sprayed with champagne here I'm because it's so much fun. Completely dripping yeah. with uh, some of your favorite adult spirits, hmm. as they say. Conan O'Brien, fifty-three years of age today. Wow, fifty-three years young. Huh. As we look at the celebrity birthdays, Courtney Kardashian. Is 37 today. Did you know she went to college at the University of Arizona at the same time I was there? Did not, and you didn't know her. 
We're also celebrating a birthday. Oh, Sean Lenning celebrating a birthday uh, today, 31. Happy birthday to him, and he shares the same sign as Conan and Courtney. Courtney. Salt Lake City was fun as uh, Sean Lenning looked like a man on a mission, really just yeah. how he played from the very beginning of the round of 16 all the way through until the finals, and then there were spurts of that Sean Lenning that we saw throughout the tournament with Paul Brady. We thought... Oh, this is pretty cool. Sean Lenning takes that second game, forces a tiebreaker, but we knew he was gassed before the final even started. Paul was gassed. We knew that would happen, too. Huh. And they kind of clash back and forth, and then Paul wins that uh, final set. Well, it was 7-0 to zero, Paul very quickly. Then all of a sudden, it was 11-5, to five, and Sean had some opportunities there. He felt like, okay, if he gets 6 or 7 here, and Paul's still at 11, Sean's very much in this game. But, you know, it was just a couple of good shots from Paul and a couple of errors from Sean. It was over. And that was how Paul Brady got off the Salt Lake City schneid. First event he's ever played twice and not won in the last 10 years. And I think that's a stat for part of what I call the Salt Lake City vortex. Mm. I mean, yeah. the vortex was it, we have assumed now that Paul Brady's going to lose in the first round of this tournament because yeah. that's what he does here. Right. And so the vortex took effect and said, no, we're going to take away your assumptions oh. and we're going to let him win like he normally does. Okay. But yeah. we thought for moments here that... But he, he did trail 11-1, to 1, which is the largest deficit he's ever faced in the history of the race. Then he loses game number two today, 15-4, to 4, which is the most lopsided game he's ever lost on the race parade. So that's the vortex kind of coming into play somewhat. It tried to peep its little head it out. It peeped. It peeped its head out. Yeah. That was uh, that was the final yesterday at right. the sports mall. And right. These guys are just not going to go home. No. They're hanging out. And luckily, they stayed open for us, Yeah, which is nice. Sports Mall, Salt Lake City, Utah. What could you say about the sponsors and um, the volunteers and those that have helped put that tournament on that we just, just experienced? Yeah, you know, these guys are just so incredible. They're just such great people, and they love handball so much, and they want to make sure that the players, the fans, and the family members of the players are all well taken care of throughout the entire week. Dave, I know that... The food started on Friday morning, and it never stopped. And then there were two banquets. I mean, what a party. Best food we've ever seen. Great people. Just mm -hmm. taking people to the airport, driving yeah, back and forth, the shuttles, yeah, these, the food, it, the This is why, David, it was named the Player Stop in Best 2012. In yeah, Best and it, it seems to outdo itself every year somehow. I don't know how because we always have such a great time, and we think, well, how can we possibly have a better time? But we do. Post-party podcast is winding down. We have a couple of the players that have actually fallen asleep. Dave, I was going to give you some music notes here, and then we'll we'll talk about uh, how you can enter the Portland Good. tournament. I'm glad, I'm glad May that we're 5th, going to get 6th, in. 7th, and 8th. Okay. Uh, ACDC, I know that's one of your favorite groups. They have now I wish they were. They have confirmed <laughs> that Guns N' Roses frontman Axl Rose is joining the band for the rest of the world tour. He will replace singer Brian Johnson, who has been forced to quit over hearing problems. Hmm. The uh, Rock or Bust tour runs through June 12th. Okay, so you might not be an ACDC fan, but yeah. Janet Jackson, I know you do love. She uh, has the Live Nation tour. They confirmed on with U.S. Weekly that uh, Unbreakable Tour of North America is now postponed until 2017. Mm. It was nice to hear that she was making a comeback. Now it's going to be postponed. New dates will be announced at a later time, and tickets will be honored for the rescheduled dates. Refunds also available at the point of purchase. Mm. Those, those may be. What, what, now that you're into country, we have yeah. I have some Taylor Swift news and oh, also like that. A Tim but, McGraw. But she says she's going to disappear for some time. Taylor Swift. Well, I heard her say that. Well, Taylor. So this may not be the best time to become a Taylor Swift fan. She says that she tells the uh, an issue of Vogue magazine from May that she's enjoying some downtime right now. Quote: I decided I was going to 
live my life a little bit without the pressure of myself to create something, mm. which, you know, since a 13 or 14 years of age, when she moved to Nashville right. with her parents, who basically said, we have a talented kid here. Yeah. She wrote a couple number one hits at the age of 14. Yeah, She's that. been just working, working, working yeah. since that moment. So she is going to just take some time off, and I'm sure there are some radio stations that are not happy about that since everything she touches is number one Mm -hmm. and speaking of number one tim mcgraw who's also one of i know you're a big fan of tim mcgraw's he's a fan of handball but i was disappointed when he and faith hill split up i mean they seem like the perfect couple how does that happen i don't know but he has another number one single on the way so he's bouncing back yes he has humble and kind tops the new billboard hot country charts uh, and it's out tomorrow and then the zach brown band after after news broke on friday that zach had been on the scene of a drug bust in Palm Beach, Florida, hotel suite. He took to his website right away to admit that he was in the wrong place at the wrong time. He had nothing to do with what happened. But yeah, no, no one ever does. I gave you a little bit of country just to try to touch all the genres. I know you like to follow that stuff. Another great scene when it comes to music, Portland, Oregon. Oh, yeah, when you get up nice there, segue. Well played. You get up to Portland, Seattle, you you got a whole different eclectic taste for food and for the entertainment nightlife there, which is fun. And we're going to experience that May 5th, 6th, 7th, and 8th. This is really going to shape up to be one heck of a tournament at a show court that is kind of known as being one of the very best in the business. Yeah, it's great energy, and you can really feel the crowd there. You can hear the crowd because it's not completely closed off, and it, it's made for some ex- incredibly exciting matches. And you remember, Dave, last time you and I were there, the 2009 World Handball Championships, Paul Brady just squeaking it out against yeah. Alan Garner, who I think we'll see in Portland now. I don't He's think already that's entered. official. Okay. So Alan Garner, the blonde bombshell, will be there. He'll be wreaking havoc on the main draw. And I could see him, Dave, coming in as about the four or five seed in the qualifier, which means he'll play someone like Killian Carroll, Luis Moreno, or Emmett Bichot in the first round. So sleep tight, guys, <laughs> knowing the bombshell is coming. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. These qualifiers could come in and really wreak havoc. That is going to be made 5th, 6th, 7th, and 8th, although WPH events, not counting the 40s, but the WPH events qualifiers of women and the main draw, elite men, will all start on Friday. The 40s could start Thursday afternoon late because now that bracket's starting to fill up. We're over. Okay. We're into the round of 16 already in okay. the 40s. Yeah. And they haven't had that at a national championship in singles in a very long time. Well, but we have Marco Chavez. We yeah. have Nadia Alvarado, Dan Zimmett, Andy Shad, and, and we have a slew of great players. Uh, Coming, uh, Gavin Buggy's coming in from mm. Ireland, and I heard a rumor that Duxie Walsh is gearing mm. up. And for you a- know, Duxie defeated our two-time defending senior race freight players champion and current senior race freight number one, Marco Chavez at the World Championship. Yeah. So, so we'd that, love to see that matchup. I know we're kind of speculating on that. Yeah. You can get more information, of course, on this podcast, this radio cast that we're providing. If you want to communicate with Dave or yours truly, you can do so at info at WPHlive.tv. And we can answer questions about that upcoming tournament, the Players' Championship in Portland, Oregon, the past one that we just experienced yesterday, the day before, and the day before that, Salt Lake City at the Sports Mall. If you have questions about wanting to watch a video, how can you become a member? Just contact us there. It's pretty easy. Info at WPHlive.tv. There's so much more to talk about. I mean, we want to do a full-on preview with Portland, but we don't know really who to talk about until we see the actual entry deadline, which is coming up soon. Go online to r2sports.com. 
or WPHlive.tv to get more information about how you can enter. In the qualifier, it is capped at 32. Mm. You can't outright enter the pro tournament because you have to qualify to get right. in unless you accept the invite because you are one of the top eight. Which, by the way, invited players. all eight of our players have accepted. They have. Yes. So you can count on seeing Paul Brady, Sean Lenning, Mondo Ortiz, Killian Carroll, Luis Moreno, Emmett Pichot, yours truly, Daniel Cordova, all in the Portland draw. That's Okay, so we're going to have the true top eight again, yeah, probably again. four stops in a row, three stops in a row. We've had the true top eight, I believe, in every event in 2016. Is that unreal? Yeah. I, I mean, mean, when we first thought about the Pro Tour, we yeah. wanted that to happen, and we try to make it happen by doing certain little tricks, and it was just hard to maintain it. Right. 14. 47 <laughs> of the first 48 invites did accept. Right. In that first season. And we've seen, for the most part, guys showing up. Sean Lenning is the only player on the race tour to have played in every event. All 33 events he's played. Luis Moreno has missed just one event. That was Houston in 2013. Yours truly has missed just two events. Emmett Pichot has missed four. So I think those are your active streaks of most events played. But it's but for the fans, they love it. As a player, though, I'd like to see some of these top eight guys take a couple events off, you know, here and there. <laughs> Presumably, namely, uh, you know, yeah, namely uh, Paul everyone Brady, ranked uh, ahead of me <laughs> and behind me. That's right. Okay, well, Dave, this is going to wrap up our radio cast from Salt Lake City at the Sports Mall on the day after podcast party, where now it is official. Everybody has completely passed out except for you mm -hmm. and I. We win yeah. the award. Right. I need to get some sleep myself, and I yeah. know you do too. But mm -hmm. uh, it's been a fun experience in Salt Lake. It was a great tournament. Big ball finalists went to. Uh, Marco Chavez, the winner, was Juan Santos. He took down Marcos in two, and then small ball, the champion, was Paul Brady defeating Sean Lenning in a thrilling three-game set. I'm not going to say I was a skeptic of four-wall big ball, but I wasn't nearly as big a fan of it as I am right now. After watching throughout the entire weekend, I just loved it, and I think a lot of people did. So many great rallies. We saw Timbo Gonzalez, 24 years old, the number one one-wall player in the world, take on the senior race freight number one marcos chavez 42 years old they played for 90 minutes what a match dave thank you so much for your continuous work you know with the reporting and all that other stuff and also for uh, sticking through this podcast without having to sign one autograph mm, that was tough that's uh for you it is yeah wow I know you're very giving when it comes to that. Mm -hmm. That wraps up episode two. We'll have more coming up later. Thanks for tuning in to the podcast with Dave and Dave from Salt Lake City. Have a good one. 